0: Right, and we are back welcome into another episode of chasing 1969 a new york jets podcast today is thursday april 20th some of us may be celebrating this glorious nice. holiday if, if you are congratulations if you are not uh what
1: holiday is that uh or,
0: no that's not earth day earth day is the 22nd um hmm. Yeah, I don't know, Teddy. This I is guess it, our, we should. I think we need to, to fill change. In the blank. Now that I realize that the pot is dropping, I think we need to change the format of today's episode. Just make it a a, a big like weed extravaganza show. Um, yeah,
1: like a, we could be like the weed tubers, like the
0: old YouTubers. Yeah, those those kids were weed cool stuff. Yeah, they're really cool. Yeah, don't exactly. do so drugs, kids. <laughs> it is not a drug show. We are not drug guys. We can be if you want us to. But this is uh, Chasing 1969, a New York Jets <laughs> podcast. It is Thursday, April 20th. We are officially one week away from the 2023 NFL draft. Uh, we've got some fun uh, would-you-rather hypotheticals is really the basis of today's show. Probably not going to be the longest in the world, but just going through the the draft landscape for the Jets, discussing all their possible avenues in a, in a would-you-rather format. So we got that, a little bit of news, but before we get to all of that and kick it over to Teddy, make sure to follow us on Twitter at NYJ underscore chasing 69. Same as the YouTube, Teddy at Teddy Huncho. I am at Spring Blake with four A's. Theodore, I am coming to your house in two days. We're going to have fun um but yeah man up, up to that point how you doing before we get there doing okay excited man to see, me? Excited Working, to see me
1: living i'm drinking a i'm drinking a nice high noon right now nice. uh, which you, i'm enjoying
0: you're drinking so, it out of a glass i i don't think i've ever i've ever poured a high noon out of a a can before
1: yeah you know Glassy. with these uh with all these like seltzers and and liquor drinks in the cans these days i like them but i like them better over ice even like a white claw pour over ice so yeah i
0: i can't do you, white when claws. you drink water yeah
1: are you uh are you like a uh, like do you put ice in your water like do you like your water cold or are you like a room temperature it, water guy it
0: depends where it comes from because usually so my fridge has one of the water dispensers so whenever i do that it's cold enough and i'm pouring yep. it into this water bottle that'll keep it cold so like i don't need to use ice with that but if i'm pouring it into like a glass or anything um or if i'm using like tap water it's gotta have ice
1: Definitely. yeah it weirds me out people who like like uh like just room temperature, room temperature. water like they don't like yeah. their water cold like that that creeps yeah. me out yeah nice water talk
0: water talk high noon talk yeah. i was gonna ask you something i don't know what it was have you tried the tequila ones
1: oh yes i love them i honestly do? wish this was a tequila one i'm just a like... tequila guy you know so
0: i like the lime and the strawberry the other two i could do without but all in all i thought they were pretty good
1: yeah, I struggle with the flavors. I, I figure if I just like don't pay attention to the flavors, that's my best chance of liking them all. Nice. So that's what that's, a,
0: that's actually, do. that's really good. Yeah, because I asked you what you were drinking before we hopped on here and you had no idea which one it was. You listed off like five flavors it possibly could be. <laughs> yeah, could be any one of them, honestly. Nice. Well, we are not a beverage show. We are not a drug show. We are a New York Jets show. So let's swing it on over to that. Um, yeah, what a start. A what a start. Lot, yeah, I know. We're jumping all over the place. We usually <laughs> save that for the last like 10 minutes of the show, but we thought we'd give it to you at the yeah, beginning. That's all right though. That's all right. Yeah. Now you now you have to skip ahead instead of just cutting off the show short, you assholes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Teddy,
0: uh Teddy, not a whole lot in the uh news world or updates for the Jets. You know, I I'm I'm saying that we're not gonna talk about it. Um for the first time in two months, but I'm going to talk about it by saying we're not going to talk about it. Still, no updates on the Aaron Rodgers front. We are getting closer to the draft, and some anticipate that will be around the time that the deal goes through. Obviously, if the uh Packers want that second round pick, they probably have to make that trade before Friday of draft weekend. So, probably getting a little bit closer, but everything's still been the same. Um, unless you have any new hypotheses or or uh, provoking thoughts that you want to share, no, in situation. no. The oh, we, only
1: thing uh that. Only interesting nugget I think has been that uh, sauce Gardner says he's been texting him uh, when he was on the, uh, the Kelsey brothers. That's Love cool. Uh, funny little story. Um, but yeah, no, other than that, no Aaron Rogers news. I do. I, I, a, a while ago put my money on, you know, that the trade was going to happen the day before the draft or like the preceding days before the draft. So yeah. that would be this next week. Um which I'm not really like thinking like that that it's going to happen, but it would be kind of nice to just unexpectedly get that get that news drop,
0: say we get through the first round of the draft. and now we're turning this into just I have a question because my brain's racing. No, say we get through the right. first round and it hasn't happened. Is there a little bit of nerve setting in? because, like to me, it's like as no, long no, as, no. as long as pick forty three is still not been taken, then i'd be like you know as long as that pick is still floating around there i'd be like okay well the deal still has, is still on, yeah, on the trajectory i guess i guess if on.
1: we get to it and all of a sudden the jets, the jets. are using both of those picks then it's yeah. kind of like all right what are we doing Uh-oh. here but i i would assume there's some type of contingent contingent contingency plan for there that
0: go. there you go
1: um you know but because like i'm just thinking about when um at league meetings they asked I think Salah and Joe Douglas, but at least Salah just like, you know, could you see this going even into training camp? Um, and obviously there's posturing involved, but they both kind of said like, yeah, that's possible, you know, it, it so there's got to be some type of backup plan for if that was the case, but I would definitely assume I mean when I look at this from the Packers perspective, here we go. But it's yeah, <laughs> it, it really does seem it really does seem like you know you're gonna want that that draft pick you're gonna want the cap space like you know can they try to strong arm the jets maybe but the jets aren't going to give them that 13th pick like clearly that's not going to happen so it's either going to be a future first conditional first or but um it definitely does feel like it should happen before the draft or i'll be confused
0: this is going to be really fun really fun we've been just talking about yeah, we've been putting it I i
1: haven't even been thinking about that
0: me either but now we're like a week away from like oh we do have a, a somewhat of a timeline on this because we've for months we've been like ah we've gotten to the draft we got to the draft the draft is right fine.
1: right uh um, teddy
0: year. i bet we have spent more time just talking about rogers here than we will the other news and notes so going into the next one Braden man waved uh signs with the steelers after um Jets fans like all
1: the- over rejoice. Yeah, that's how it feels. And I don't I'm not even a Braden man hater, but Jets fans hate that guy. So I'm fine He's getting str- him out of here.
0: He struggled. He he had his struggles this past year for sure. He
1: did, but he also every once in a while would get a couple of like, games. Maybe it's just that I only notice it. Um, But he, you know, he had a lot of punts inside the 20 yard line, <laughs> a lot we- of punts inside the 20 yard line in his career. So we've had I don't know. A-
0: I remember a few shows this past year where we were like, hey, good showing by Braden Mann. Like, the mm. special teams picked it up. Like, that was something that we would highlight I at think least he's, once or twice. He had enough
1: poor games and bad punts mixed with, like, enough just, like, complete boneheaded moments that, yep. that were just really bad or, like, really bad whiffs when we needed it or whatever. Um, So maybe, you know, just the lows got accentuated more than the, the few highs. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. Okay. Have fun with the Steelers. Let's we'll see if you yeah. can make the team.
0: Good luck. Um, this one I I think people want to, to be a story, but it's probably one of the more common things that we've seen in the NFL over the last few years. Quinn and Williams uh, is skipping the voluntary offseason programs for the Jets. Um, still waiting on his 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 big contract extension. Obviously, he's been picked up on that fifth year option, but uh, this is, is pretty standard. Um I, I don't know if people just are we're at that point where like the draft is not dying down buzz, but I think everybody has their thoughts already on the draft kind of put out there. So they're just like searching for other stuff at the moment. But to me, the Quinn stuff is just like, uh, he'll show up once he gets his deal. And this is the standard procedure of players that are in his yeah. position.
1: Yeah. Not shocking that he wouldn't go because he doesn't have a deal. Um, obviously I want it to get done. done and we all do. I'm not really worried about this one. I expect yeah. him to be signed
0: yeah exactly
1: i did see an article the other day um it was like it was titled like it was just whatever but it was like quinn and williams is the first big test to to prove that joe douglas can re-sign a guy um to a second contract or whatever and it is i mean we've been getting rid of, of a lot of the good ones but
0: yeah i guess i don't know i'm just like
1: It'll happen. I think
0: it's going to happen. Well, and and at the very least, I mean, it's not like he's just sitting there. Like he does have that fifth year option. It's just the years beyond and the security that he's looking for. And that's just at the point where a, a top ten yeah. pick that is coming off of his best season, playing right into that fifth year option like this is this is what happens. It's happening in a ton of spots across the league right now. um Only other news: Jets resign uh, tackle Cedric. Want to give it a shot? Oh, Ogbue (laughs) appeared in seven games for the Jets last year, started five Um, more offensive line depth. I know he was getting some looks at right tackle at different points of the season, but it seems like he's a little bit of an inside outside from what I can at least uh, put together. So you never have can never have too many guys in the guys.
1: Yeah, for sure. This is one of those guys that uh, went under the radar for me a little bit throughout the season. Um, I'll say that, <laughs> but but I, I mean, clearly, if he was out there starting for us, he's got to be a, a little <laughs> bit better than uh, than some of the other guys out there. That's,
0: I don't know. Was... I pay
1: attention, man, but sometimes to these guys that we sign midseason, they just they get lost for me. Even if the... maybe so... I like saw that he was signed, I was like, all right, and then just never thought about his name again.
0: Well, That was the joke we made is like we we are here every week, but for some reason, the name when I saw it, I was like, hmm. and then you see started five games, I was like, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, with injuries and and cuts. the The problem with keeping track of cuts throughout the season is there's so many roster gymnastics of like, we cut this player. we signed this, but like some players they cut and sign every week, you know, and like little things like that. So, um, yeah, but all right, Let's see what you got,
0: guy. Welcome back. <laughs> That's that is news and updates with the New York Jets. Here we go. Um, yeah, let's let's play some Would You Rather, Teddy. I you know, I I know we prefer playing 20 questions or like uh truth or dare back in our day, but uh <laughs> we're gonna play Would You Rather
1: <laughs> I never did that by the way. Uh, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. But with you. With you.
0: <laughs>
1: Not in the way you're implying. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> would you rather uh, jets 2023 no, i'm NFL actually really transition? excited
1: about this um i think it's a fun way like when i think of the draft this is very much how i view it you know because i mean that's really what it is would you rather this guy or this guy whatever but but to me the the funnest part about it is always like the different avenues or plans or strategies that that a team uses you know and it all depends on the best players available and whatever so so i i'm excited about this uh format because this is kind of how in my brain when i'm thinking about the draft i feel like this is kind of already how i think about things
0: definitely yeah kind of a plan a plan b and the jets do have a ton of different options obviously the picks aren't there like they were last year where you really just you had endless options of the way that the draft could fall out and i mean god think about how many Ways that we predicted that the first round was going to go for the Jets. We never spoke about cornerback at four and, and, and wide receiver at ten. Like, that was a combo we I, never It discussed. was one of those
1: ones that was always mocked, like, and I would just be like, we're not taking a cornerback. Not like, a no corner way. Four. And then... Yeah.
0: Sure as shit. We get one of the best in the league from day one at pick four. Um, so some of these are gonna be pretty easy, quick answers. Some of them open up nice discussions as well. Too. I we've got nine in total. Two I've kind of tabbed as bonus ones just because they're fun. They're funny ones to me. Um, but Teddy, let's start off with the first one. And this kind of ties us back to this Aaron Rodgers deal. Would you rather around uh, the trade for Aaron Rodgers? Would you rather give up the 13th pick and only the 13th pick for Aaron Rodgers or Trade pick 43 in 2023, but you also know that it's going to cost you a 2024 first rounder. So you're giving up a second this year. You're keeping one of the seconds. You're giving up 43, but you're also giving up your 2024 first. Or do you just give up 13?
1: Well, let me ask you this. The the deal framework that was put in place... Right, yeah. was expected to be a second this year and a second next year that could be a first if the Jets make the playoffs or Aaron Rodgers plays the second year, or they make the Super Bowl, something like that, correct? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, personally, I think that the Jets are going to win the Super Bowl next year. Yeah. So, <laughs> that deal framework already is a second this year and a first next year. That's how I view it. Or, whatever the, even if it's not Super Bowl, we can, we can lower our, our um, divisional a little bit even if it's even if it's divisional round or aaron Rodgers plays a second year or whatever we're going to be so good next year that we're going to overcome that hurdle um so i'm totally fine with that option i do think looking at just the 13th pick i don't think just that pick would be a deal that would like get done from both ends you know like i don't think we would want to give it up and i think they would want something else you know what i mean um but would I do it? I mean, I don't hate it. I like, I've, I've been the guy throughout this whole process yeah. that hasn't really minded giving up that 13th pick just to get the, get Rogers. Um, so I personally wouldn't mind it, but I think I'd go with the, uh, the second rounder and next year's first, simply because you can plan ahead for ne- next year. This year we know that 13 is either going to be a good spot to grab someone in a shallow draft or trade back and get some more picks. So I'd go with the uh, the framework that's been more more well-known to the public.
0: Yeah, I agree. I would go with the same one as well, too. I do think, however, I think if, if the Jets were like, here's 13, I think the Packers would have gotten that done like a month ago just because I think they are also under the impression with that conditional second to first that it is going to be kind of like a mid-20s type pick next year. Um, but yeah i totally agree the jets still have problems outside of quarterback that need to be addressed and and they're sitting with this asset right now that you're going to walk away with hopefully as long as you draft correctly a top 15 player in this class so i agree i just thought it would be a fun do one to you, out um, there to get us warmed up here um what were you saying
1: yeah definitely do you have an opinion on if this were to happen who the uh who the packers would target at 13 what position at least
0: I just think I just think it's more so just the higher value of this pick. Now it's interesting. I don't think they would go quarterback. I think they're attached to the Jordan Love show. Would they go with a I Jackson agree. Smith Najigba and just go really young at wide receiver? Um, they are going to have offensive line problems. I mean, I think about they could. They're in a similar situation where if like if they had Aaron Rodgers next year, they'd be looking for the same draft needs as the Jets are. Essentially, they need offensive line help. They need another skill player out there at receiver. So. Um, I, I would assume they would probably go offensive tackler, wide receiver. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they address their other first because they do have. Uh, they're they're picking in the top eighteen somewhere. I'm not sure what first rounder they have this year right now, but they didn't make the playoffs, so they 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 have two firsts. So it could be interesting, but um, no, in a, in a retool season, it will be really interesting to see which way they go. And and
1: yeah, I for guess, sure, do they,
0: do they think they need to retool? Because you know, up to this point, you know, I know they've had Aaron Rodgers, but. They've been a pretty good damn team outside of that up until this year. So no, I would still I, if if for the Jets, I would rather just give up the second this year because we already have another one, and just I'll worry about next year's problems in the draft next year. I know that there are still things we need to address to then help Aaron Rodgers this year. So I'd still stick with keep thirteen, um, trade away the second, and and if it costs you a first next year, that's because something good happened. Yeah. All right, let's move it along there. Uh, would you rather number two? Let's get into some positional talk. Um, two of the more targeted positions in mock drafts that you see more than anything else, uh, really highlight the wide receiver and offensive line position groups. So Teddy, would you rather draft a wide receiver with the 13th pick in the draft? Um, and then you can fix the offensive line and, and at, make more additions in free agency or the later rounds, or would you rather draft an offensive lineman with the 13th pick and add in that other skill player later on in the draft or in free agency?
1: Yeah, this, um, you know, a little bit goes back to what we talked about last week. I definitely think the the correct play is, you know, at least the correct play in general is to take the offensive linemen. I think there's, you know, while still few, there's more of them in this kind of top section of the draft board um, that are kind of deserving of that number thirteenth pick. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to get a guy. And I think that the, you know, based on kind of what I've been hearing, the drop off of the top couple guys to then the next tier is kind of like, you know, it's like these guys you think you're going to be able to rely on. And then these next tier is kind of all question marks. So I definitely think the offensive line is is the correct play. Um, but I do just kind of want to paint this picture for a wide receiver at 13, because I think while it's been a popular pick. Um, amongst fans and mocks alike i i think it is more unrealistic that the jets actually do pull trig um on a wide receiver there but the picture that i think you have to paint and and this could be true for wide receiver or for any other position really um if if any of these other positions are you know, have a guy who's graded really high, who fell like, I don't think that Joe Douglas is going to be committed to saying, you know, I need to take an offensive lineman, even if he's not our top guy, like. Yeah. Um, a world where Jackson Smith and Jigba is still on that draft board at 13. And, you know, this obviously depends on what your grading is of the prospect, you know, cause some guys think he's really great. Some guys don't think he's that uh, talented, but if they are have him there as a, as a top you know six eight player in the draft, and all of a sudden he's available at thirteen, I think that's a situation where you at least won't be shocked to see Joe Douglas make that move because you know he's kind of just trusting his board. And the same can be said for you know if they ended up taking a defensive tackle or or you know some other position that that's unexpected. I think um, offensive line there's going to be guys available and it's obviously in need, but you got to be prepared when you're dealing with Joe Douglas. Cause I think if, if the value falls right, he would pivot.
0: Yeah. He's not going to, he's not going to pigeon himself to pigeonhole himself to one position. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden you're sitting in a situation kind of like last year, you know, as he continued to see Jermaine yeah. Johnson continue to fall and fall and fall. He's like, okay, well we're going to keep trying to trade up and picks aren't working in. Like he understood that he wanted that guy and he, yeah, he selected Garrett Wilson and sauce Gardner before him, but he wasn't going to let that get in the way from him going and getting that other one. So um i am in the i'm I'm a little bit more cemented in my opinions um i would i'm still going to take the same one as you are though i i'm uh, to me this is like 13th pick offensive lineman there's situations obviously where this has to change like if you're telling me there's a run on offensive lineman i think i might have a hypothetical a little bit down further so i maybe won't go too much in this but say you're in a situation where the top three tackles, you know, Paris Johnson Jr., Broderick Jones, and and Darnell Wright out of Tennessee, say all three of the top, you know, just pure tackle guys are gone because Skaronsky is being very pigeonholed as a, an interior guy right now, obviously has tackle experience all throughout college, but say those top three tackles are gone, and then that next drop-off is more of like second-round guys like an Anton Harris out of Oklahoma, Syracuse legend Matthew Bergeron, um, you're not going to want to take an offensive tackle and reach on a guy that's a second round grade with a 13th pick. So it it does depend on where things go. But to me, I would much rather make sure that I'm leaving uh the first round with more offensive line insurance. And and, you know, hey, it might not be a guy that is starting. If Dwayne Brown and Met Guy Becton are back, maybe your first round pick is just a backup tackle, but I don't think that the Jets can go into this season still having the same offensive line issues that they've had since Joe has showed up. Like they've made a ton of additions and they've done it right, but it's still fallen apart by the midway point of each season, even when it was getting toward its best. And now you're like, okay, well, we still need backup plans. Then we need backup plans for that backup plan. So you know, I love the defense. I I think the skill players are good enough and will be elevated by Aaron Rodgers being there. So to me, keeping him upright and taking a tackle at 13 and figuring out, you know, wide receiver. And that's the other thing too. A lot of wide receivers now, you know, you can find guys in late rounds. It's, you know, this year isn't as premier of a top talent wide receiver class as years before, but there's going to be guys days two and three that show off. Um, So I'd oh, rather yeah. just, I'd rather just throw a dart, you know, in those later rounds um, and, and make sure that I'm keeping Aaron Rodgers upright, even if it is you know, plan C by the time that he's starting in the lineup.
1: Yeah, I definitely think, uh, like, I agree with what you're saying, where it's like, if there's a run, um, you mm-hmm. know, maybe the value won't be there for him. But even in that situation, or like the likelihood of that situation with the amount of, you know, um, quarterbacks and defensive linemen that are going to be picked in the top 10, it's just like very likely that the Jets will be able to get a guy that they want, yeah. Um, and definitely like that's where the need is, and and I I love that you point out that he might not have to start right away because I think that's awesome for these guys. You know, uh, uh, a Paris Johnson Jr. or Bodrick Jones, like maybe they aren't exactly ready to just come in and be a star. You know, the way that like an Elijah Vera Tucker was, um, but he, maybe it's possible that you know yeah they don't have to start the first couple games and then even if oh hey makai or Dwayne went down with an injury it's like all right well even if it's game two or three you still got a little bit of extra time to just not have to have the pressure of starting learn from these older guys um i i mean i who knows what the i'm i'm sure you could find a betting line out there somewhere but like it's got to be so heavy favorite that the jets take a an offensive lineman Um, i assume
0: so i might actually look that up and i
1: i Oh, actually, I won't talk about it because it looks like we have a we have a question coming up.
0: Oh, good. Do you want to move on to our next one? Then in the meantime, I'll send this. Yeah. One over to you. I'm going to check. I'll check while you're answering this next one away to see if there are any odds up on the position group that the Jets will take. Um, but Teddy, moving along to hypothetical, would you rather number three? So a guy that I mentioned before, Peter Skoronsky, projected mostly as an interior offensive lineman due to his arm length, um, although still probably has the physical traits to play tackle. He's a a guy that truly could come into the league and play all five positions. Um, He is now looking more like he is going to be at the very worst a top 10 pick. Um, And I'm seeing people kind of now push hit the narrative that like, this is one of those guys where like a, quentin nelson or zach martin it's like don't overthink it just because guard may not be the prettiest position in the world he's certainly one of the can't miss guys of this draft class so my next hypothetical goes into a situation like you just said if joe douglas views the board a certain way and views these players as a certain way and say Skoronsky is his fifth best player and he's sitting there at pick eight nine and you're maybe a little worried he won't fall to 13 would you rather move up a few picks in the draft for skaronsky or move back, and so this is kind of a two two wedged hypothetical here. So one, Skaronski is is floating around there in the eight to ten range. You got to move up a little bit to get him. This other hypothetical: say the run on the tackles happened. Do you then trade a little bit further back into the first round to then address the offensive line there? What would you rather in 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 those two very different situations? Because obviously, if skaronsky is falling, the other tackles are probably still available, but. Is there one where you would like, I would rather the Jets move in this direction?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I wanted to talk about Skoransky um just in general for a second, just because I think it's interesting to hear. Um, you know, what everyone's saying about this guy is exactly what you just said. You know, it's like he he's played all five positions, but he projects to be a guard because he has short arms, right? And it to me, that just is so Elijah Vere Tucker. Like, like both of them were short-armed guys who project to play guard, but have shown in college that they can, um, you know, play any position. And then you throw in the fact that like the one narrative about these guys has both consistent for, for both of them was like, oh, this is the guy, like the number one, like the pro ready guy in the class who's just going to walk in and, and be able to play. Um, so right there, that makes me kind of just like want him just because i see those parallels to avt and you look at what avt was able to do and instantly right away you know he was great and then even once he had to move to tackle he was honestly awesome at tackle and he had to play there um so that kind of makes me think that if we took a guy like skaranski we most certainly have a need at guard still you know like we we want to get our interior improved but we also would be drafting a guy who has that versatility, um. So I would like that, and I also, and I, I stole this from someone else, but I, I can't remember who, so I apologize. But I read an article today, and it kind of just broke down like traits that the Jets have had, and it, based, like for their linemen so that too. they've targeted, yeah. And yep. it says that they don't really like, um, they don't uh disqualify people because of their arm length, basically. Like they don't really.
0: A lot of teams do a lot of teams do because, nowadays. Of, because
1: of, arm length. like, yeah, well, for sure. And I think it can definitely be indicative, but for me, it's like a guy like AVT it's like, sure. He has short arms, but he's awesome. He's one of the best yep. players, you know? So, so that makes me have belief in a guy where that's the flaw that people are, are pointing out. Um, so obviously, you know, moving up from 13 to nine, that would cost a lot. Um, but I do look at it kind of like, I'd be willing to give up with that cost probably to get a guy that I know is going to come in and be able to play. And even if we need him at tackle or guard, we're going to have a spot for him um, versus, you know, sure we can trade back, but then maybe have two question marks.
0: So I I agree with you. I'd rather go get a guy that is just like to me. And, and this reminds me of last year, I think it was the Ravens that did it, you know, their first two round picks. um, They took a center, Tyler Lindenbaum, And they took Kyle Hamilton to safety and it was like, well, there's not premier positions, but at least they know they walked out of the draft with two of the just best prospects in that class. Um, I would take him as well too. I guess my question would be, and I'm sure he would be just fine at center, but you would think then for the next year, you're like, okay, well, we traded up, spent whatever extra to go get him. Where on the offensive line, is it a reserve tackle? Because right now you do have Lakin and AVT, are you putting him at center right away? Does that kind of solve your center issues? Because if he's that pro ready guy and it says that he is kind of ready to, he's preparing to play all five positions, regardless of, of, you know, what team takes him. He's, he is preparing that he is going to come to the league and just like find a spot for me. I'm going to fit in. Would you rather just go and say like, here are the keys to the center position. Welcome to uh, New York with Aaron Rodgers, Or would you just be like, let's have him float around as our top reserve off the bench. And then whenever he needs to jump into a spot, he can go and take it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I'd I'd rather the latter, um, if yeah. you're gonna give me the option, because yeah. if if we go into the season not needing, you know, this guy that we drafted to to you know plug in right away and and uh, you know mesh with our veteran quarterback, whatever. But even with that being said, I, I kind of go back to last year where you know Robert Silas said, like, when we draft these guys in the top ten, we expect them to be difference makers, you know, and so you do kind of think okay, well, if, if the Jets are going to trade up and give up capital to go get a guy, they probably are going to start him on day one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you look at, everyone's got to earn it, but a guy like Brees Hall, you know, it's like, that guy's going to start week one. Like, well, I guess he kind of didn't, but even so. Um, so, yeah, that's an interesting one because I, I would rather not have to have him, but to me, it's like, if you pick him ninth, he should be out there playing. Yeah
0: no i well, I, I guess agree. i'll change my answer yeah yeah i would i would say kind of yeah. find the spot and if he's ready to go at center i mean fuck, it's not the worst thing in the world to start him off at center and then say that you sounds know, awesome with or say that the lakin deal veteran. the the lakin deal doesn't prove to be as valuable as we want it to be and and i know that that's a two-year with a third-year option you're sitting there okay well we can move into that other guard position then you got both your guards figured out i do think i wonder at what point do you think there would be any just like people frustrated that in his first few seasons, he drafted two guards with some early round picks? I guess he did hit on that other draft. So it really doesn't matter a whole bunch. I just, but just like the, the one thing that I
1: have learned over the past couple years is like you can't you're you're not going to need to like like how do we get this guy in here? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like when you yeah. have the offensive line you're going to start the five, the five best, like the best five combination you can put out there. And um, to me, it's like, yeah, you could be frustrated that he keeps drafting offensive linemen, but we keep addressing O-line and not solving the issues, whether that's, you know, the, the management's fault or not. And the rest of the team is not like, you look at this team, where does it need to improve the most? Like where does it have the most room to improve? It's the offensive line. Like, I don't think that's a hard, um thing to see so you know if fans want to be frustrated like go for it but but where else do you see them going with this pick? you know what i mean like
0: yeah yeah no that's a great point i i just uh i also want to give a little bit love i wouldn't hate the idea of moving back a little bit you're recouping some picks there if a trade makes sense and then say that Darnell Wright, who is kind of being looked at as like the third pure tackle of this prospect, and people even have him as a guard because he also is still just not fully there on the size aspect of things. But he's one of those guys that, you know, just, uh, you know, like that the the Clemens pick last year where you were like this dude is just a gnarly motherfucker like this is offensive line version of it where I could just see it just being like a gritty fit obviously you'd have to be a little bit of a project and and he would be the only guy I think you would trade back for because I think at 13 if if the other two and we'll talk about them each specifically in a bit Paris Johnson Jr. and Broderick Jones if they're sitting there at 13 say Scarance has gone I think it's one of those two guys but Darnell Wright is getting some buzz and he's gonna be a mid to late first rounder but he is a gnarly motherfucker he'll put the hurt on you for sure so so there is some love out there for potentially recouping some extra picks because this isn't a heavy you know, draft of picks for the Jets like last year was. So maybe you could recoup a little bit, especially knowing you're giving away a second for Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. I, I wouldn't hate either, I guess, is my answer. But I would rather just go and be like, get me one of the best can't miss prospects of this class and just let me be happy with playing him wherever I can on the offensive line.
1: Yeah, and honestly, I, I, I don't really think – like I think he's going to get drafted. I think he's going to get picked up. Um, I do definitely think trading back is a super uh, likely, you know, maybe not likely, but I think it's definitely a possibility. Yeah. Um, I felt here. I'd, I'd probably say I'd lean that we don't, but I definitely think there's a strong chance that we do, which you know could be fun.
0: Yeah, I guess it. Yeah, it all and obviously it all depends. That we're a lot of these hypotheticals. It's like, oh well, how's the board going to go? But if you're sitting there and the top two tackles are gone. They, there's been some defensive tackle buzz recently. I don't know. i there's I don't know what other positions. I still just I would rather just like, like I said, i'm I'm not I sound very against wide receiver at thirteen. I'm not very against it. I just I would much rather the trenches. um, but yeah, it will be it'll be really interesting. By the way, Teddy, offensive <coughs> line for the New York Jets. it's minus two sixty right now uh, for the first position drafted by the New York Jets. So it's offensive lineman at minus two sixty. Then it's defensive lineman um at plus two fifty-five. Yeah. Wide receiver at a frisky twelve hundred. So Teddy, if you if you like your Jackson, Smith and a jigba, you know, Mike I don't honestly. Plus twelve plus um, twelve hundred.
1: I don't think it's it's likely really, but I do think you know, like it's Jack, it's it's Jackson, uh Smith and Jigma are bust, definitely. Yeah. Um, because I don't think they'd go anyone else. But like I, I said earlier, it would just be if like that their board was really, if he was like their sixth player, but yeah. I definitely don't expect wide receiver to be the pick.
0: Yep. Speaking of which let's transition. Great, great transition. Teddy Um, into our next yep. hypothetical. We're totally going to talk about it. Purpose. We've got two in a row now about kind of neglecting certain positions in this draft, because obviously we'd love to bolster every position group in a draft class, but uh, the, you know, the picks roll out, there's not going to be, there's going to be certain position groups that are left untouched. So first, would you rather of this, uh, this two-parter essentially, would you rather neglect addressing the wide receiver room throughout the entire draft, or would you rather neglect addressing the entire defensive line room throughout the draft?
1: Um, you know, for me, I think this one is pretty easy and I think it's, I would rather them neglect to address the wide receivers and prioritize D line. Um, you know, We've talked about it a ton, but with, with Corey Davis, I think this wide receiver room is good to go. Um, the Jets have kind of made it known to us that they are trying to add something to that room, so I definitely do think um, there's the possibilities there to draft someone. But also, it's like it would be pretty easy to add another wide receiver in free agency or whatever. Like you know, even if it's not the the biggest name there's going to be ways that you can g- grab receivers that that are floating around right now. D-line is a situation where, you know, you can never have too many D-linemen. We've done an okay job of continuing to add depth, but I think, you know, a few dart throws at, at some young guys that, that could hit is awesome. I think you should always be drafting D-linemen. Um, and, you know, just to talk a little bit about, the draft as a whole it's like this isn't the draft of the last two years where the jets Mm-mm. have uh, you know premier e picks. picks or whatever it was it's like we really don't have a lot of picks so um very very likely that that rooms are going to get neglected receivers been a been a fun uh kind of position to to try to fill out this offseason just because i feel like things are conflicting with like you know, trying to get OBJ and leaks of DeAndre Hopkins interest and all this stuff when it feels like, okay, but you've, you've really done a lot to address it. Um, cause it, cause it, it at one point it, it's like, you're either going to take a guy in the second, take a guy in the fourth, but even then it gets in that conversation of like how much is that wide receiver really going to be helping you? Yeah. Um, also I think that D line is a position. I think it's the number one position that translates, um to the nfl like i think that like regardless of what system you're running in college the foundation of playing d-line is is pretty consistent um you know don't come for me in the comments if you disagree but traits traits and technique i think it's it's a yeah yeah yeah. it's an easy one to be like okay let's go draft this guy because he was good and he will continue to be good in the nfl
0: yeah see teddy i was i'm put i put a few of these up here to hope to spark some debate here but I'm. This is one that you know I, I was gonna. Are we just defensive on line all of them? Well, I, this one I was like, I was trying to, I was trying to see if I could get you to get anywhere on the wide receiver buzz, just because we talked about the position group a week or two ago, and I think felt a little bit differently on it. And I guess it's different considering Corey Davis is still on the roster, and and there's a chance he may still to stay me, on it.
1: You seen the one who thinks wide receiver is going to happen the most?
0: No, I, 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 I said <laughs> I this. think
1: you just hate the idea so much that you're like yeah. dunking on air
0: yeah yeah i i, I thought because I, like last uh was it last week we talked about the hopkins trade and all this stuff and i was like they're fucking fine we don't need receivers like it's set it's
1: funny because you were like the obj guy though like you were like the like yeah. we gotta get obj
0: because well, it's your boy obviously I, I, but a, it would have been fun <laughs> yeah. um it was never like that. yeah. It was to me it was just one of those like if, if we're getting real fancy here but no i, I i'm with you on the same here like the defensive line you know, and, 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 you know, yeah, we've done a good job keeping the continuity, but we've lost guys. We've lost a few guys this off season as well, too. So it's no, yeah. So it's like, you know, it's, it's not as, as deep as we want it to be. And, you know, Clemens will come along. Jermaine will have a good second year as well, too. But it, like you said, you can never have enough guys in the trenches there. Um, That is what keeps these teams consistent. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to have a, a top tier quarterback, but if you haven't found that one yet and currently the jets aren't sitting there and even when they get one it's one that's going to be here for two years three maybe maybe even one um you got to keep building in those trenches because that'll be the only thing that can keep you serviceable in the nfl dependent not you know and and not make you quarterback dependent to being at least an average team because the jets were an average team with some of the worst quarterback play last year (laughs) like it was really bad um Part two of of the neglecting positions. Would you rather neglect addressing the safety room entirely, or the interior offensive line room? And I, I say this contingent on the idea that a a signing is made at the center position. So I don't want this to be like we're just going to walk into Jets training camp without a center. So I'm I'm assuming get, whether yeah. it's a free agent that's brought in there, whether it's a Ben Jones or another guy in there. Say that the Jets sign a center in free agency. Would you rather than rather neglect the safety room? the way it currently stands or the interior offensive line.
1: Yeah, that's a good caveat you added there, because when I first saw this question immediately, I was like, well, we need to address the inside of the line. So to me, that seems like the clear answer, but painting the hypothetical, I mean, let's say that the jets do get a guy like Ben Jones or even just, you know, even if it's not to that degree, get a veteran center. That's, Hey, this is going to be our starter. That's our plan. Um, if you look at that and then with that number thirteenth pick, you assume they're taking offensive tackle. Honestly, I kind of lean that I'd rather them go the rest of the draft, neglecting the inside line and taking a shot on a safety. Um, fuck, but one of the nuggets that I've learned in my, uh, in my research of the draft as I've really started to dive in over the past couple of days, um, is that the safety class is not very good. Um, so I do worry a little bit about that, but at the same time, it's like, can you say that, but still be able to find a gem in like the five, six, seventh round, you know? Um, so just from a pure positional, I'd go with, I'd rather than neglect inside of the line. If we're able to get a guy like Ben Jones or whatever.
0: Yeah, no, I, and that's why I kind of put these is there are two position groups that really are not that strong, you know, outside of Skaronski, and, and there are some centers there that people do enjoy in the second round but safety and interior line are one of the ones where it's like there's one guy at the top that will definitely be a first round pick and then the rest you're like i guess we could take one guy in the second round maybe a second and then the rest are round three and below so it is it is two ones where it's like it's not the best um but it is positions that the jets do need to keep looking at and um I went back and forth with this one because obviously if if like the contingency I put on there saying that Ben Jones would be there next year, it's like to me that is even a shorter term fix than Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Like Ben might have one year left in the tank, one last two rise, body's banged up. He can, He's considering retirement at this point. And I think the Jets are really the only situation he's looking at to come out of retirement for and and continue playing in 2023. So you still need a backup plan there. And wouldn't it be nice for the Jets to just get a center to just sit there for a decade plus? But at the same time, we know that there aren't many great long-term solutions in the safety room currently uh, either. You know, a lot of people are already coming for Jordan Whitehead's head. And I know that we like him a little bit more than most, but... He'll be sitting after next year if it's not as solid and you're, you're taking a look at all of his running mates as well, too. And it's, it's like, who do we have there? Now it's their two position groups that aren't the most important. But if I'm picking heads here, you know, I, I'm going to look for the safety as well, too, just because of the fact that we need guys back there. We've taken a few that haven't panned out. You know, some younger guys that have thrown their ways in here and haven't. Um it's God forbid Jordan Whitehead has a a, a rough season next year, or God forbid injuries because he is a guy that's been banged up before in his career. Um, that that was something that was like a, a sore eye for the for the defense last year at times. And, and especially when it came to tackling at certain points as well, too. Um and and I don't know. I just I would I would rather address something where to me it's like, one of the 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 biggest glaring pieces um or the missing pieces on defense i guess is what i'm trying to say
1: i do want to take this opportunity to go on record i do i am predicting projecting um i think that whitehead is gonna like have a good year next year and kind of yeah. like put all the hate to rest yeah just because it's it's I feel like it's kind of like a we've seen it a few times where it's like a guy comes in and it's just like not good. Everyone kind of overreacts. And then it's like, okay, he's not, he's not actually that bad. Um, We do it with McGovern. We even done it with Joyner who, who obviously now has kind of become bad. Um, Hmm. But, but yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I honestly didn't expect you to to agree with me there. So, so that's interesting.
0: I think if it was one of those situations and, and I, that's tough because, like, if if um, and I know we talked about the Wisconsin center. His name's escaping me right now. At, at the beginning parts of round two with that forty-two pick, and that is the one guy, Michael
1: Schmidt, the Schmitz or whatever. But it's
0: like, you could be looking at a guy that is like, okay, that is finally our center for the next decade plus. But
1: yeah, I love
0: that. To me, if I'm already planning that they go offensive tackle at thirteen, should you just then go and address maybe defensive line with your round two pick and find safety in day three? I don't know, it's it's tough for me. I kinda I did go back and forth on it because I did think so. But I mean you take a look at the safety room right now. It's you know, I know they brought in Chuck Clark, but it's it's Jordan Whitehead, Chuck Clark, Ashton Davis, Tony Adams, and Will Parks. Like it's not a good room. It isn't.
1: Yeah. And, and you it know, just, Chuck... it's it's neglecting or it's lacking, you know talent really
0: yeah exactly and and chuck coming in for what was it a seventh round pick i believe is what the jets ended up giving up for him um at that point it was like that you know he's a guy that's a good veteran but he's still on the older side i'd like to to at least have a little bit of a a younger future there at the safety position um whereas i do think you know god forbid we can we can get by with ben jones and some depth uh it you know for the next year and then both of, of, of
1: these season. positions to me are just like the classic positions of I, just like sign some though, 31 year old and you're gonna like like fucking clunk your way through the season like that's yeah. how it just feels like these two positions go every year you know
0: and, and this this hypothetical is like uh just like what i would rather i do believe at the end of the day pick 42 as a center or maybe they move up to yeah, like 37 I was just say that. 36 like i think like Round That's two, they are last spending their week, pick, and I
1: think the same on a center. Like it's gonna be a center. I think it's gonna be tackle center, which is what you you had predicted, and we talked about this last week. Like I think that is just like there's there's a few guys at center who could kind of be that that pick at at forty two or forty three, and I think the tackle is is pretty clear. Um, yeah. So yeah, maybe we can part-play it with that the mean, position group is, at minus two seventy five selection second round, round position group. I probably doubt yeah. it, but. Yeah probably not maybe on the day of
0: yeah um all right cool so let's keep moving along i got a few <laughs> left what what i do what i do i just read the bonus <laughs> our bonus ones are fun we have <laughs> we got a few more until so the bonus ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man all I right hope you guys are
1: laughing along with us yeah so good you know will in a little
0: bit <laughs> All right, let's take a look at these top two tackles. That'll be our next hypothetical. I don't know if you have any opinion one way or the other, uh, but would you rather at pick thirteen? You're sitting there. Both Paris Johnson Jr. of Ohio State and Broderick Jones of Georgia are available with the 13th pick. Do you lean a certain way? Um, is there a position group you would prefer to go with, or a guy in that at that tackle position you'd rather over the other? Um, you, you know, you want to lead this one. I can go right ahead. Yeah, they're they're two very I feel like. They're two different ones. Um, and that's what's, I, you know, it both have to me, I think the safest option of like a uh, who am I going to play day one and have as a strong starter is Paris Johnson jr. But I'm a little worried there. If you're the jets and you're sitting in this situation, I think the athleticism and the raw tools of Broderick Jones could make him one of those where the jets are sitting at and they're looking, okay, well, if we do have Becton and, uh, and, and, Oh, why is the name we were just talking about him, Dwayne, Dwayne Brown. Brown? If they're both sitting there as our projected tackles, and yes, we think Paris Johnson Jr. is the safest option at this moment, but Broderick Jones could be one of those guys where if like if we just give him a year or two on the bench, or maybe just a year behind one of these guys, and then Dwayne retires and we slide him to right tackle while we move Matt Guy, or even we move him to left tackle. Like to me, he's the one where it's like you could have a a a a guy whose ceiling is higher than a Paris Johnson Jr. So. It's tough because at the same time, you're drafting that offensive tackle because you know your two starters in 2023 are are neither are guarantees to be all 17 games. So at that point, yes, you might like the longer term projection of Broderick Jones a little bit more, but if you're drafting that position because you need more security in 2023 – maybe you go with the Paris Johnson Jr. To me, he is just like the better overall talent of like ready day one. So I just wouldn't mess around with it. I see a lot of guys really have them. You know, you take a look at the major draft guys and their big boards. They're really, if, if you know, Paris Johnson seems to be the consensus top tackle, but project Jones is like right behind. And the, the reason he's behind is because he's a little less polished, not as refined of a player, would take more time to develop into being a a kind of pro bowl type left tackle. So if you're the Jets yes you do have the security of two tackles but the reason you're drafting a tackle is because you you need that third tackle because odds are one of these tackles isn't going to be there out for all season next year i guess i would go it's tough paris johnson jr hmm. the final answer
1: you know i uh I appreciate your breakdown of those guys because because my uh, my breakdown is a little different. <laughs> sure. You like Ohio <laughs> but, State boys. <laughs> that's,
0: that's what, that's well, that's like, what I was going to say. <laughs> like like when I
1: first look at this, I have two thoughts. Right. It's like, number one, Paris Johnson went to Ohio State. I like Ohio State boys. But Number two is Project Jones went to Georgia. And when I think of Georgia lineman, I think that guy's awesome. Dogs. Um, And there is also like like the Max Mitchell experience has put a little, um, just inkling in my brain of like these guys where, excuse me, there's always the narratives of like, this guy needs a couple years. This guy needs a couple years. And like, I'm sure it's, it's true in a lot of cases, but I do also think there's just like, you know, at some point you just got to get thrown into the fire. And like, the best thing for you is to just play regardless, you know? Mm. So it's, even if you do draft project drones and you say, Hey, We're hoping that we can have these other guys healthy, but then it doesn't work out like that. It's like not the end of the world. Um, I'm going to agree with you and go with Paris Johnson Jr. Just because of kind of what you were saying. It's like, like to me, it's like, he's the Ohio State guy. He is kind of a little bit leaning towards more consensus. Number one, I think the main reason that he's not the, most mocked player to the Jets is just because usually he's picked a couple picks before. Yeah. Um, and then the Jets pick by Roger Jones. I do definitely like, you know, if I was a betting man, I would expect it to be one of these two guys, or at least hope if they both follow us. Um, but yeah, Eileen Paris Johnson Jr. I'm an Ohio State guy. Get him with Garrett Wilson. Let those guys be boys. Um but I I I I I don't shy from, broad, like, the uh, the the not being ready right away doesn't scare me with Broderick Jones. I, I would be very happy with that pick, too.
0: Yeah, I think at the end of the day, if you can walk out of pick 13 with either, it's going to be totally fine. But if you're sitting there and you're like, fuck, well, we have to pick between the two. Um, it, it's funny because Broderick has the least amount of of college snaps than any tackle in this class. Like, he has played the least amount of football, Good. but he's still being projected there. Despite that, as a guy that is like you're taking him in the first round, you're taking him in the first half of the first round, so it's like, what really is the potential of? A
1: yeah well, he had the red shirt year and then only played the two, so yep, but and yeah, then, I get what you mean.
0: so it's you know it's interesting, something to keep an eye on for sure. um all right, last one before we get to I our would bonus ones. one of them. yeah, exactly. uh looking specifically at the off the defensive line. Excuse me. Would you rather draft an edge rusher first or would you rather draw draft a defensive tackle first like between the two positions? Where would you rather the Jets dive in? Yeah. The tackle or edge?
1: It's it's a little weird because uh, you, you kind of view edge as the premier position. Um, but I do think that d- defensive tackle just has more of a need. Like when I think of our edge rushers, I think of Carl Lawson, Jermaine Johnson. I think of Bryce Huff, who just signed his deal. Um, like obviously, you always need more edge rushers, but we do kind of have guys, you know. Um,
0: and considering we, as well, Myers, too, we he's, he's Myers, right? yeah, exactly. And he's, he's yeah. one of those guys that's a tweener, he but can, you're going to see him more ideally, uh, at, at, <clears throat> at times,
1: yeah. And, and even if he's, even if he's playing most of the game, like even if because of the way we have these other guys, he can play inside most of the time, it's like, okay, well, are you worried that? that Bryce or or Jermaine isn't giving you what you need like go ahead uh, put JFM out there you know like you have that flexibility so for me defensive tackle just is such a bigger need um, where if we get another guy that's kind of like that up on top tier to work in on that rotation I think that will be you know game changer.
0: Totally agree. I'm I'm with you still on, on the interior here. We've agreed on a lot of these, um, which is funny, but at least we've we've had good conversations around them for I think sure. That's okay. Half um, the time,
1: I defend the one I don't agree with anyway. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, but no, yeah, taking a look at the the interior guys right now, it's you know Quinnen and Solomon. Um, considering John Franklin Myers will play some time there too, but Solomon Thomas, then you got Quentin Jefferson and Tanzel Smart. You know that's that's not a lot of depth there. Um, you essentially want to go, you want to try and get five or six deep, and and Tanzel. Um, you know, Quinn Jefferson will get some play there, but Tanzel is a guy that I would rather just, you know, have really the back end of the roster if possible. So there's been some buzz, uh, recently about the pit guy, Kalijah can um, is a guy that the, the jets, uh, there's been some weird buzz about him and, and jets love at pick 13, uh, which, you know, it plays into the Vegas odds, you know, like I said, defensive lineman slash edge was. The second, you know, best odds position for the Jets to take there. So it'll be interesting to see where they go with their first selection if they do choose to go. You know, obviously Jalen Carter out of Georgia, he's bumping down some people's boards because of some off the, yeah. the field stuff, um, but is looked at as like a consensus top five player, um, just like on the field. Um, but I would still expect even with the fall, he's not there at 13. But some other guys, Brian Breesey out of Clemson and then and then Cansey out of Pittsburgh are really the two other ones that would be first round looks. Um, But it really isn't that bad of a defensive tackle class uh, as you move into day two. Like there's a lot of second, third round guys there as well, too. So. Um, I would I would much rather go there, especially because they've invested young guys at the edge position. It's not just, you know, Jermaine Johnson, but you've also got Clemens in there as well, too. And yeah, you know, you still do have your Lawson in uh, on the depth chart and there's no cutting him for cap casualties. And that's not going to happen. He's going to be there next year. So they, they do have their starters figured out and they have young guys on the bench as well, too. I'd rather go in and bump uh, beef up the interior defensive line before I do anything at the edge position.
1: Look at us agreeing with each other.
0: I know. Now let's let's see where we go with this next one. Bonus. All right. <laughs> I didn't I wasn't even going to say it but we're having fun so it's okay. Would you rather, yeah, Teddy? that's all right. Try and it's convert. Would you try and convert another larger athletic safety into a linebacker or kill yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't I <laughs>
1: with respect of plot course. twist uh, <laughs> i hope uncle jay's not still listening
0: oh no oh no uncle jay i'm so um,
1: sorry no it's okay <laughs> there's no way he was sick. <laughs> um l- l- listen i know that we did that a bunch of times in a row oh, um God. the the main guys being uh Hamza Dean, and I'm blanking what's the other guy
0: I just had the depth chart pulled up let me pull him up real quick
1: yeah, yeah give it to me because <laughs> so I think the other guy's the one who's actually better but I'm completely blanking on his name Jamian yeah Jamian Sherwood Yep. no yeah so uh I think it's Dean then who is the backup uh Mike linebacker he backs up CJ and yeah. he actually has, has done well he a, and he's been in there. So, games. Yeah. so I don't hate this, this as much as everyone else, but I do. <laughs> it's like, we got to stop thinking that those guys are going to solve our,
0: our. our linebacker linebacker issues. Yeah. I had a few guys, I had a few names ready for you because there always are like five or six in this draft class. So let's just say if they want to continue the trend, one of these guys will be a New York jet by the end of uh, next weekend, Trenton Simpson out of Clemson. Uh, we've got Jalen Graham out of Purdue. D Winters, TCU, DeMarvian Overshaw, Texas. Uh Cervochier, Daniels out of Pittsburgh. Charlie Thomas out of Georgia Tech. One of you guys, welcome to the New York Jets. Um, yeah, I don't Cross, I don't love...
1: cross D Winters, cross D Winters off because Jets fans have enough pain from drafting D Milner. Oh yeah, we, we don't like we don't like the
0: D. We don't like D's either. Um so, yeah, so that one, I, you know, that's a I, fun question. It's a fun one. Um, I, I guess I, I like, I like my life. How about that? How about that? I'm going to choose to stay alive. Let's, let's draft another one of those fuckers. Look at maybe us this, both. Maybe yeah. this one will be our next. Who's your look, look at both of us keeping ourselves alive. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're, last, we happy. Last, last bonus one. This one's a little bit more lighthearted. Would you rather say, say Aaron Rodgers. News comes out. What you got? Something to say? Get it off your chest. I just realized
1: I've been wearing this LeBron jersey this entire this entire podcast, and I forgot to bring it up.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> I guess I forgot to bring it up too. I should have. Yeah, Teddy's the Lakers of- are
1: playing right now. I'm a LeBron ride or die. If you yeah. don't fuck with it, go fuck yourself.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah, but you've never had like. But that's the thing is like you weren't like a a huge like Knicks fan that is now like oh but LeBron's no, the Lakers. No, no, no. It's like you followed LeBron literally your I'm entire life. I'm just a LeBron life. boy. Yeah. 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 He's my guy. Great. So last, last final one, Uh, Aaron Rodgers, this hypothetical tomorrow when this podcast comes out or this weekend, he's on vacation. He's enjoying himself. He's doing a little DMT. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to retire. Sorry, New York. Uh, You're going to have to do this without me. Would you rather then, if you're the New York Jets, walk into 2023 with Zach Wilson as the team starting quarterback or trade up in the 2023 draft? For a rookie to start day one, week one of next season.
1: 100% trade up.
0: Yeah. Okay. Even, even like if it costs you, it's going to cost you.
1: I don't give a fuck. Good. I'm like the Rams, whatever it costs, give it. No, I mean, listen, I know we're going to go into the, the season next year with Zach Wilson as the two. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of hope in that. But I I think there's also a lot of just like, um, you know, visuals. What what looks good? And it's better for Joe Douglas for his number two pick to be the backup than to just be cut, you know, and be on the street. But like I've buried Zach Wilson, like like I don't think Zach Wilson will ever be good again. The only hope for him is that Aaron Rodgers is able to like teach him stuff. So he does have some hope, but it's like going into to the season with zach wilson i mean i mean the (laughs) robert tallis quote about zach wilson was he's our qb2 and we don't have a qb1 on the roster it wasn't he's our qb1 right now it's he's our qb2 so so even if we don't have rogers it's like zach wilson's not starting next year that's not happening
0: now what was the quote because i saw him the other day say like oh uh he's two like he does wear the jersey number two well, like, was he just referring to number two well, as the, in, like, origi- Zach Wilson the original, the original,
1: or the original quote was right after the Aaron Rodgers stuff had all gone down gotcha. with the Pat McAfee show, and they asked him, like, okay, where does that put Zach Wilson? He said he's our QB two.
0: Okay, um, all, right. all right,
1: but yeah, you know, you have to. I'll could you imagine?
0: This. Could you imagine if we're sitting here, fucking August, and Zach Wilson <laughs> is somehow just starting games? If the that's places, it, like the literally,
1: time. there's no optimism if that's the case. Like, no, we will not be chasing be 69,
0: like... not chasing 69.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Mormon and us will come out to have to yeah. chase something else.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to rebrand to the beverage show that we auditioned at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> favorite. yeah
1: just talk about water
0: well how do you like
1: to drink your water <laughs> the most interesting podcast question. what's your I, favorite I ever version of bottled water
0: <laughs> break your top five bottles
1: <laughs> dude oh actually Teddy, that's ex- another thing though see i got opinions i got opinions about water oh,
0: yeah, i think we, bottled we, water they... is
1: almost always ass i agree like, the worst i'd much water rather of drink tap water with ice what's your least favorite water? water
0: and why is it aquafina no, no, Dasani. Dasani. Dasani's oh. the worst. Dasani's the worst. You're right.
1: Everyone hates Dasani. Yeah, I don't, I don't fucking know, but everyone talks shit about it. Dasani's the one that you buy, like, like if you're at like the Hershey Park and you like oh, go to the dude. vending machine, you'll buy like a six dollar Dasani, and it'll get warm in one minute, and it'll just suck ass.
0: Oh, oh my god, it tastes so bad. I remember one. Dude, time we have so many the- good
1: water clips. We gotta get the- these water clips out <laughs> to the public.
0: I was in. I was in. The- <laughs> I was in the drive thru line at a McDonald's and I ordered a water and they gave me an Aqua, uh, a Dasani. And I was like, I, I was at the point where I, like, oh. I wanted to ask for like tap water. Like that was where I was at. I order, I, I, like, I want to trade this. I in say a large ice
1: water. water. Yeah. I say a large Fucked ice up. water every time I go to McDonald's. It's Terrible. one of my favorite things about it is that Can you we... get to have a nice water in a big cup. Can we go to McDonald's this weekend? Yeah. Hell yeah. I right. went today.
0: Nice. <laughs> all righty well thank you guys so much for listening to our water podcast and all of our fun jets hypotheticals um one week away from the draft teddy fun times we'll be back next week Uh, we might do a little bit of like a fun interactive mock draft we'll do some stuff we'll get we'll get ready i think we've we've talked enough about the different situations let's put something to paper and let's let's play it out and see how the draft would go for us Um, Make sure to follow us on Twitter at NYJ underscore chasing 69. Same with YouTube. Teddy at Teddy Huncho. I'm at Spring Blake with four A's. Thank you guys so much again. Um, Enjoy your weekends and we'll talk to you next week. Peace.